Today's episode brought to you by the D4. Fucking Caltrops. Hi everyone and welcome to yet another uh, episode of Stay a While and Listen. Tonight we'll be talking about the logistics of running your first game. Uh, this isn't necessarily, you know, the we, easiest... Yeah, we are never crunching right now. ...topic or anything. Just, you know, try and get you an, a, a rough idea of what to expect when you try and wrangle a bunch the, of nerds. The never-in-the-book part. We are, uh, yeah. of course, joined... Candace is here as usual, as is Woo-hoo. Matt. Yeah. Uh, before we get started, a quick little reminder... Stayandlisten.com, the Facebook group, the Twitter page, whatever you want, it's there. Reach out and contact us, rate, subscribe, whatever. Has any voices shot out from the void yet? And, no. And tried to. We, we could just be in a simulation. I mean, we don't have evidence. Y'all people need to help us. We're not we, getting this, into philosophy here. We could be trapped true. in a simulation. <laughs> yeah, but no one has offered me a red nor blue pill, so it's, I'm. It's pretty... a lazy simulation. Oh, <laughs> it's a hamster wheel simulation. Every, everyone needs to wear sunglasses now. Yes, somebody put these out in the sunlight. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, mine are polarized, and then I can't look at my phone. <laughs> uh, so, just kind of the first thing, the first quick top, uh, first beginning of this topic is are you where are you going to play are you playing at your local friendly gaming store or are you going to invite strange people that you don't know into your house we used to do this yeah Uh, well i think we've all attempted this and then had that one oh hell no experience you even have like that oh hell no friend that you're like i'm okay if you come over for like an hour or we just chat or something and you stay on my stoop but the minute you said foot in my door uh no no there's mud everywhere no just well uh, well i mean one of the things about it is is that there's other alternatives a lot of people aren't going to have access to a game store that's not going to be for everyone we used to game in the back room at mezzanis yeah i was going to say coffee shops work but i mean the thing about it also is is that and this does not happen often it has happened in a group i've been in people can get into a fight do you want to have people that i mean you're going to have to pick your group mind you but there are times when people take the game way too seriously, and they'll get to a fight. And that can happen in your house. Like literal fisticuffs kind of fight? Yeah. I've never I've had seen that. Nerd never rage. Had I have that. seen nerd rage because somebody, somebody, PvP basically, another, they were tired of this character who was a rogue. And they ended up getting with the rest of the party well, there's your first and murdering that other player. That other player got offended because now his character's dead, and he Ooh. knew all the other players that would did it, not the game. Do you know what fixes this situation, though? A hammer. Talking like damn grown-ups. Shit, I yeah. chose wrong that night. Here, Here's an interesting counterpoint to your story. So I used to work in corrections. One of the nights for Halloween, I always have a Halloween party, and uh, one of the nights for Halloween... The party has died down, and everybody that's left is the D&D group, and so we start playing D&D. Yeah. All right. 
As Some idiot decides they're going to go down the alley, jump fences, knock on the back door, jump back in his pickup truck, and run away. Because he has nothing to do in his life. Correct. Because this uh, is West Texas. Too much time on my hands. And beer. And beer. So there's nothing quite like this D&D party made of nothing but COs and for, uh, former security officers and uh, off-duty cop. And we all roll out of the house tactical style with baseball bats and rolling pins and frying pans and fucking swords because it's a nerd house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two out the front and two out the back and two standing guard over the lady folks. And it was just kind of one of those, did oh, you, shit. Did you get him? Just the wrong house tonight, buddy. <laughs> no, but I heard him yell, oh, shit, and burn off. And yeah. they left the neighborhood alone after yeah. that. <laughs> Don't fuck with that house. They got crit rolls out the ass. <laughs> I love the fact that one of the things that you took with you was a sword. Oh, you got <laughs> Nothing, nothing says I'm willing to fuck someone up like a sword. And somebody had to. Because, <laughs> well, I mean, like, if, if you leave the house, you have a sword in the house and everybody runs out with a cooking implement, <laughs> someone's going to be disappointed when they come back in the house and see the sword and thought, I could have been the guy with the sword. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't a Nerf sword. The worst part was the, the, the implement I grabbed running out, roll out with everybody else. Mop? No. Oh. Another person? <laughs> one of Get those. motherfucker with another motherfucker? One, one of those 20 ounce Chinese cleavers. Oh, no, God. Really? <laughs> I don't even have that one anymore, but yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Half a foot of metal that's almost big enough to be as a frying pan on the side. Tomahawk throw it, get it embedded in the side of their truck. <laughs> <laughs> so you bring back my cleaver. <laughs> think about who you want to invite in your house. Yeah, because uh, your stuff is in your house. Yeah. Do you want them to know where you live? Yeah. Do you, Do you want, want them to, to have know what to you have? Clean up after them. This is bathroom included. This is daddy daycare. Yeah, and never assume they're not going to go somewhere. Because here's the deal. I've had people wander through my house. My life is not one that I share with everybody. And I've had people wander into horrible things in my house. And the question is, it shouldn't be the question of what the fuck were you doing in that room? Like, why did you wander into my bedroom? No, that's never going to be the question that hits their head. When they're inside a house, there are some people that think, Oh, make yourself at home means make yourself at home like you live there. That's not true. you got to yeah. deal with people because here's the other deal. If you're running a D&D &D game, odds are at least a couple of the people are going to be socially awkward. Not always. Tabletop nerds I socially know. awkward? So they're not going to catch a social yeah. cue and they're going to be curious. And like ridiculously stupid chipmunks, they're going to wander around and poke at your shit. And you yeah. you got to be okay with that if you have them at your house. Lock up your 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 naughty things, but you got to be okay with the fact that one of them's probably going to naughty wander things. I was pissed off when I had someone that went and took one of my good steak knives to use and didn't clean it off when they were done. I came home to that sitting in the sink like, who in the fucking world took one of my good knives and did that? Well, you're lucky because if someone had taken a good steak knife, you could end the sentence there and I wouldn't know it for a week in my house. 
Not not clean it off. They could have just wandered the hell off into the backyard and into nowheresville. I wouldn't know that it was missing for a week. See, I've got I have a set of good steak knives that came with my I set my of block. knives that I got for my birthday the other year. Mm-hmm. That it's like I love these knives. They're amazing. When I noticed that there's one missing from the neat little rose in the bottom of the block. Yeah, I miss my block. You know, all of a sudden, we're now, I'm now a snake, and you know, weep! Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But I mean, there is pros and cons to having... Somebody's hiding under a cardboard box in my house. That being said, there's nothing better than a true home game. Yeah, a true home game. If you got a group of people who work good friends, they work well together, they mesh well, and as much as I hate to hate to include this, get down and play the game, not just talk to each other all night. Because hanging out is one thing; gaming is sometimes something yeah. else. Sometimes we want to get this yeah. shit accomplished. Well, and even then, you also got to consider that if you're running an adult game, like if you're if you're not, you know, a group of high schoolers doing it, but if you're a group of you know twenty and thirty out. Some odd year old people. You can you're gonna have, have alcohol. alcohol. <laughs> you can you can have alcohol at a home game. Yeah, you can. And mind you, that's not gonna make for the easiest game because drunk players make dumb decisions. Not like you don't normal players don't have to be drunk. You, don't you have can to. have a. Sip but there's drink. gonna be someone if alcohol is there. Yeah, he's gonna get yeah. their face stupid wasted. Yeah. But I mean, that's the other thing is that you can have alcohol at that game. You can have whatever food you want to get because not all gaming shops are gonna allow you to have food either. Yeah, that's for sure. And so food, alcohol, the ability to comfortable chairs, a couch, a bed, you know, things like that. There's a lot of pluses to that. A true the, gaming the other, table. Yeah. yeah. The other thing, because you mentioned bed that I thought of, if you have someone that you live with, be it a spouse, a parent, or a child, and they may not necessarily want to wear clothing to bed or want to take a shower, etc. You now have to worry about that possible intersection of random naked person and one of your players. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I I've I have struck a story, have I not? <laughs> my daughter comes running out of the bathroom at six <laughs> Jaybird naked <laughs> with a whole bunch of CO men who <sighs> correctional officers number one thing that they'll say they hate the most and there are other things people hate more than this but they'll turn around and immediately what's the safest public answer I hate the pedophiles yeah mm-hmm. little six year old girl comes running in buck naked to a and d party watching their faces they try and find a corner of the room to avoid <laughs> looking at everything <laughs> <laughs> and she don't know. She don't and care. She don't know. She don't care. She's six and innocent and doesn't. It's like, hey, yeah. baby girl, go get clothes. You're making all the grown men squirm. At the very least, go get a towel. What's, yeah. what's the problem? <laughs> I can't reach the towel. Shit. Okay, okay I'll be right there. Let's go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And these poor guys, and they practically her uncles, you know? This is. Yeah. This is but it's still like, friends. Oh, no, uh, no, can't look. Cannot. Cannot even think that I'm looking. Can't let anyone else think that they think that I think I'm looking. <sighs> I mean, hell, one of them, <laughs> one of them, I know for a fact, changed diapers. And nope, she's walking at this point. Have to pretend she doesn't exist. No. 
Don't that confuse the heck out of your daughter if she noticed? No, she's she's oblivious. She's still. She's still. It's game night. My friends are coming over. Close the door when you get in the shower. Does she? No. Yeah. Oh, does she? That's good. As long as I remind her that way. <laughs> Hell, I was visiting the other night, and it, you just randomly yell, "Close the door!" What? What? What, what? door? Oh, my daughter. Oh. Okay. I got it. Yeah. You can say one thing. I haven't taught her any body shame. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing is that you're, you're going to run into good things and bad things with a home game. And one of them, one of them also that's true is that unless you know the people, most home games are with people you know. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you know the people like there's, there's, there's games that people are like, you're, can I join? Yeah. If it's at a shop and I don't know you and you meet at the shop, keep it at the shop because I'll be honest, there's some people you don't want later on down the road knowing where you live. Yeah. There are some crazy people yeah, that can be out there. Death for damn and, sure. And nerd groups are not immune to crazy. And I'm generally speaking, I have a rule of three. Two times at the shop or at a coffee shop or at the park or at the library or at somebody else's house who already knows this fucker before you get invited to my home game. A couple games out in public or at somebody else's mutual house that they've already been before you let invite them into the privacy of your own home. There's nothing wrong with this. Common sense. Yeah. Really is. I can't believe there used to be a time where we'd walk into the comic book store, grab a business card or a post note off the bulletin board, Go to take game. it home, call oh, yeah. the number. Weren't those just death traps waiting to happen? Uh, well, that you're lonely in your basement, need friends, and nobody knows where I'm going. Okay. That sounds <laughs> Later fun. on on the news. Uh, nerd found with five dead other nerds. Must have been playing them D and D's. Yeah, told you that this was is the a devil. panic. That's what happened. That's One exactly neckbeard it. killed a bunch of other nerds. <laughs> Don't ever the nerds the were actually innocent. It was just this one crazed axe murder who was like, God damn, this is if lucrative. I, if I've I put a posty note up, they come to me. <laughs> I've seen Stranger <laughs> Things. I know hor- I know long horror stories always start in some kid's basement. I know better. <laughs> uh, yeah, but once you're at the house, sometimes people are going to forget their dice. Yeah, like, I mean, you're at the house true. or you're at the game store. We all know that one friend that when they come over, they bring out the bag of dice that is the size of your head. Yeah. And you go, Because they have oh. a problem. <laughs> I'm oh. raising my hand and looking sheepish. <laughs> yeah, because he has a problem. My oh. dice bag for the community. I've got my special dice, and these are all in individual little dice bags, and they're lined up like little soldiers because, you know, I have a problem. <laughs> As I was saying, and thus the problem gets laid out. <laughs> but, uh, you know, These the old first-gen iPad, I've got a little slip case for that that evolved into a dice bag. No, no anything could be a dice bag. You're it's right. Yeah. What's that? A sock? That's a dice bag. What's that? An old Ziploc bag that still smells like bologna? That's a dice bag. <laughs> one What's of these that? days. A hollowed out dice? I can put smaller dice in it. One of these days, I'm going to have a sh- messenger bag filled with dice. At least you can defend yourself. God. You can just wheel it around like a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> you really can. Hell, I crochet my own dice bags. I've made them as gifts for people. 
And my wife loved hers. Yay! Now, I that's actually side tangent. Really sad that there was there was a uh, yarn place in our town that sold a poly blend that literally it does not pill. It never has pilled. It's amazing. Okay, offside tangent. Just because. Oh, side tangent onto that. Uh, If you think you look cool with your crown bag, grow up. (laughs) I don't know. Is it one of the rare crowns? Like the crown? No, it's just fucking crown crown royal that their mom had. The the purple? It's not even a green one or anything? Just crown bag. You are not. If you think that that makes me think you're cool, it does not. Please stop. And for the love of God, if you're seeing my chainmail dice bag for the first time, please don't ask to fondle my sack. I'm tired of hearing it. Also, but if it you're jingles. one of these assholes with a chainmail dice bag, please stop dropping it on the counter like you're trying to buy a goddamn night at an inn. <laughs> did it once. You did not get in the inn. <laughs> I'd like to buy some ale. Everybody has to drop it one. Especially if you people are first time seeing it, everybody's like, Oh look at this and they have to do the little chink 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 and like hold it up and down and bounce it in their hand like it's a baby. Mm-hmm. Fucking oh. Be- because how often what? how often do you actually see chain mail in the modern day? Chain mail. Not like chain link fence. Not like chain. I know what chain mail is. Yes, you you, do know what chain mail is. Sesame Street. What are you doing here? (laughs) No, it's just. We all know that it existed in the medieval times, but then to be like, I'm a nerd, and now I have something made out of chain mail. It's the same thing as the guy that comes in and disappoints Are you waiting for your dice to get shot with an arrow? Are you protecting it against that? It's the same thing as the guy what who comes is in and is disappointed arrows. because he didn't take the sword out to defend the house. That's true. I was, I was like it because... Okay, here, here's another gripe on that one. Um, if you're going to have a chain mail bag, please don't get a shitty one. Ever seen the people that get the chainmail bag and they're like, look, I have the chainmail bag. And it's like, okay. That's poorly put together That's or the horrible. colored rings start fading or, or they're, oh, yeah. or they're or popping they're cheap, off. Or they're cheap metal so they're turning your hands green. Yeah. Just get a fucking bag of it. It's not, it, it gets to the point where you're like, A, this would not save any of your dice's life in combat. And B, you could get a Ziploc bag and it'd hold your dice better. Because it's those people that are always like trying to hold it at the top and they have the little draw strength that's always become loose at this point. It's like, uh, it's not cool when it looks like shit. <laughs> just stop it. We don't want you to get tetanus from your dice bag. And it's cool. You want to get the little boxes and the little hollowed out books and the little... Fine, carry your dice however you want to. The question I think that was at hand was... What if they forget them? Yeah. The, Table dice. It was. So, like, if you go on Amazon, there's generally the Chessex Pound O dice. Mm-hmm. Here's a bunch of dice, you weird nerd. Or, uh, <laughs> skull, you know. Uh, skull Crusher will do uh, ten different polyhedral sets for a good rate. Yeah. I, don't, I think Kraken has some pretty good deals, too. But and, I don't know. You know these, yeah, but you could just shop around and you just yeah. look for, like, ton O dice online With and you're going to get a bunch of pips. Pops. With the exception of my Fate games, because Fate dice are hard to come by and I haven't already established a shit ton of my own personal collection. This is true. Uh, If you're coming to my table 
for the very first time, I will have a set of dice that you can take home with you with a nice little velvet bag because I'm not going to assume. No. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's the other thing is when you buy these dice, the house dice, just call them house dice again. When yeah. you buy this community dice pool, buy them cheap. You're going to have dice that you want, that you like, that are pretty, that are yours. Do that. But buy these cheap because mm-hmm. people going to lose them. People going to throw them. People going to get crazy with them. They're going to bounce all over the place. They're yeah. going to need a bunch under, of them. They're going to kick under the fridge. Yeah. In a house game, there's a way more places you can lose a die than if you're at a shop and you just have a bunch of folding chairs. Yep. When you got fixed furniture that has, you know, small openings underneath, I swear, I don't care how big the, the opening is, a dice can fit there. It will fit there. Especially if you have a cat. Yeah, then your dice is gone. All right. Sorry for the technical difficulties. We have a noisy dog. But back to table dice. I personally am all for, especially, you know, you buy a grab bag of dice. Sometimes you get sets that you just don't like. Personally, I don't like yellow dice. Who does like yellow dice? My friend Raph. Really? Yeah, he likes yellow dice. Balthy will take them. Can't stand yellow dice. Like, I'm okay with when it's like that gold fleck mixed with something. Like, oh. golden red dice are really pretty. Or a golden green. But just straight up flat yellow dice. Raph nope. had a set of flat yellow dice with black a numbering on them. Okay. Ugliest dice I've ever seen. He didn't even like how they looked. They rolled really well for him. So he's like, these are my piddle dice. When I need to piddle on you, I will pull out the piddle dice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's actually a good description of yellow dice. I did see one set that was absolutely gorgeous. That ugly yellow that you don't think is ever going to look good. Yeah. With a dark blue metallic uh, blended together. So it was that, just that ugly yellow flat plastic look yeah. and then the dark blue metallic marbleized and looked good numbers were in silver or gray yeah that worked I can see that working it worked surprisingly well mm. what about you uh, Matt you think that uh, table dice are a good thing for a GM to provide I mean well I mean there's there's a plus and a drawback I think it is a good thing because if people forget it. The drawback of it is is that people get attached to their dice. This is good. If they have their own dice, they're not going to lose them as easily. Or they're going to be more cautious with them. If you have collective table dice, get used to the idea of them being gone. Because people aren't going to respect them as much. They're not their die. It's, it's one of the ways human beings work is that if a problem is not prescient to them personally... It's not that important yeah. for a lot of people. But, I mean, I think they're a good idea because not everybody's going to remember it. Like, what I usually do, me and my husband have a bag, a gaming bag, that we take with us whenever we go gaming, and it has everything we need because we can't just have the dice over here, the book for whatever we want over here, sheets yeah. over here. I'm the exact same way. So, I mean, yeah, in that way it's okay. But when you're just starting out, people aren't going to remember their stuff. Now, the other thing is, I find the idea of just the communal dice bowl or however you'd store it on your table is that if someone's dice are being little bitches, to be like, so guess what? 
you're my dice, but you're going to be replaced by the bitch dice tonight. Reach in bowl, grab handful of dice. See how shamed you are? I'm using someone else's dice. They're uh, not even someone else's dice. They're everyone's dice. I don't Man. need you tonight. Uh, yeah. Anthropomorphizing dice. These are the whore dice. Everyone's had them. <laughs> yes, you thought our relationship was special, but you couldn't perform tonight. No, if you can't perform, I'll find it elsewhere. There's a whole street worth of dice just waiting out there for attention. <laughs> These dice are sluts, but at least they'll roll better than a fucking one. <laughs> Look, Janet, look at these slut dice. Oh, why is that man talking to his dice like that? <laughs> because at you haven't convention. been around enough at nerds yet. At a convention. <laughs> Did that man just yell slut dice? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind buying him if it's a Kickstarter, but... <laughs> uh, but other than that, like... Also, what would happen with him is, like, you have to also decide where you're going to play. If you want your communal dice, that works best at, like, a table and chair setting. You don't want to try and play the communal dice in the couch because, let's face it, couches eat change. What the fuck you think it's going to do to dice? Those so are just crunchy dessert. Oh. <laughs> no, they're like sprinkles. But literally, it's like that's something that you actually need to consider. If you're going to invite people over to your house, are you be going to be playing at your kitchen table? If you can, if you want to play at your table and you want to use a battle mat, is your table large enough to support a battle mat? Or are you just going to theater the mind it and everyone sit at the couch? If you're going to sit at the couch, does everyone in your group, can they all stay awake? Do they all have a place to sit? Will uh -huh. your half-elf rogue fall asleep in the couch in the middle of the night because, or in the middle of the game night because he always does because the couch is comfy? Yep. Is that one guy going to go sit on the stairs where nobody can see his rolls and then mysteriously roll 20s all night long? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, know. you have enough seating for everyone? Yeah, it's usually the big thing because most groups, you really don't want them to get, at least starting out, I wouldn't put them past five. My but there's going to be groups that are veteran groups that I've run a game that's had 10 people in it. That's 14. a ton. Yeah. Oh, God. Battle in those takes forever. Yeah. you you got to think of logistics with that. And you've got to take into consideration, is my house fit for this many people? I, I mean, like, uh, Brian's house is decently sized, has a space for it. My house is smaller. I have a study and I can put a game room and everything in it. But at the same time... I ain't sitting 14 in that goddamn room. Listen, it if was I a squeeze to, when I, I could... had eight people in my one-bedroom apartment. If I needed oh, to, I could put the dining room table next to the game table and fit comfortably... Probably eight 12, to ten people. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, especially if I pull out a card table to go with it. But I would never want to run... Six people, maybe, for, like, a superhero team game, maybe. But five people is about my perfect number at this point, and, and I blame, I blame Werewolf the Apocalypse. It harder but. the more people you add to the group. Five and, five and six, I think, is a sweet number. Like, it's a middle ground of, you know, if you are missing one person, you don't feel like you can't run anymore. You know, if you 
if you add one more, it starts to get a little tight, but it's not bad. Once you start reaching that, like, closer to seven, eight, mm-hmm. eight nah, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, and you don't need a fancy game ta- game table. You don't no, have you to don't. have one of those with the little cubby holes and the built-in yeah. map textures. You or don't- the LCD screen in the middle of it and and the the 72 inch TV the other thing about it is is can you roll dice on it that's the bare minimum folks like you if you can roll dice on it I've played games where we've rolled dice on the floor for crap's sake I mean if you can roll dice on it there's your starting point yeah me and my best friends which is also why dice trays are amazing yeah, me and my best friends played champions in the back seat of a minivan on the way to Dallas, Fort Worth. Yeah, <laughs> all right. And this is before cell phones with dice roller apps and dice trays being a common thing to find. This is two guys. Okay, hold your hands real, real flat while I while I try and roll my die into your hands. Mm. We made it work. Yeah. So. I mean, don't think about being flashy your first game. And also, when it comes to the number of people, one thing a lot of people don't account for is, hey, if this is your first group rolling, they're probably going to be fairly new at the game. And if you have seven people, you're going to have to go through seven combat actions. You're going to have to run seven of everything. And every time it takes them, every time it takes them 20, 30 seconds to think, that eighth person's going to fall that much more asleep or that much more stacking yeah. his your, dice. Your pacing's going to suffer. Yeah. And then you have people making goddamn dice towers. Yes. That, that's the sign of someone's done, is a dice tower. But, but I like making my little ziggurat. Yes, well, that means you're bored. Not always. Sometimes doing something with your hands helps to fidget. Yeah. The, what's really bad is when they start playing cell phone games. Yeah, okay, that's... Yeah. I have seen a couple of players before where playing on their cell phone game, we're in combat, and then what was explained a minute ago by the GM, and a couple people asked questions to clarify, once it was their turn. So, what's the purple thing? It's Spectre. And what's the blue thing? I don't have two of it, so they're both Spectres. The other things on the field right now is you're being swarmed by kobolds. Uh, okay, well, I want to hit that one. Has that one taken damage yet? No, the other two around it already have, but that one has not. Okay, well, uh, uh, what, what else is everybody Shut doing? up and roll the hit. Well, and one of the other things <laughs> is is that that can be eliminated if you deal with banter. Yeah. People are people who are not imminently in the actual combat tend to talk to each other. Tend to, and it'll start with them planning out something, but sometimes they'll just start bantering back and forth, and they're going to lose focus. They're going to lose attention, and you got to be aware of that because it's great, it's fun, and like you were saying, if we wanted to sit around and shit and talk. We do that, but a game yeah. is different. You can't just talk over a game, and then when they go, oh, it's your turn, they're not going to know what they're going to do. This is why, personally... I enjoy side banter, like I inter-character and, banter is fine. I try and schedule, if I'm going to run a game and I'm thinking it's going to take us a four-hour session, which 
kind of what I plan, then I'm running a six-hour party night. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's an hour when we first get together to bullshit and banter and talk. Okay, guys, let's sit down at the table, get to busy. About in the middle of it, all right, we're getting hungry. Take a break for dinner. However you want to manage that, because we're grown-ass adults these days, and we can't go 17 hours straight on nothing but cold nuggets from the end of our work shift, because we're not college kids anymore. No. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I have. <laughs> Good for you. I I have in the past. I'm yeah, but, too old for that but by, yeah. by the end of it, I'm grumpy or shaky, so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I get it. Which is another advantage to the home game versus the store game is, you know, you can do your food. We mentioned alcohol earlier, but you can do food. One of my favorite things to do is, you know, we're going to play Oriental Adventures. We're going to play L5R. I'm going to make a stir fry. I'm going to make a... Hey, you can theme it. I'm going to make sushi. Good grief. Down in Brownsville when I had fresh fish, I used to make sushi for game nights. We haven't seen a fish in ages. damn it. I am envious now. Why? Sushi? Fresh sushi. Fresh, yeah. yeah. Uh. But yeah, like the other thing about having food, because if you're going to be there for six plus hours, yeah, you all going to get fucking hungry. But you also have the thing where whoever is hosting the game... They don't always have to cook. If you're one of the people coming, hey, maybe in the morning go, hey man, want me to pick up some frozen pizzas? We're not even expecting you to cook. Just to bring something. It definitely can cause a financial burden if you always host and then always feed six angry nerds. Uh Oh yeah, yeah. So don't put yourself in that situation. But it's also very awesome if you do get into a group that's got the rotation of, all right, man, uh, who's got dinner next week? Yeah. Uh, or let's break and go get Chinese. Eat Chinese and then get back to the game. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, because that's, that's another one of your options. But it's definitely worth thinking about in advance, planning ahead, talking about it a little bit, you know, um... Nothing wrong with... Yeah, there's nothing wrong with admitting, yeah, man, this is my game night, this is my fun night, I don't want to cook, you know, we're all going to stack into two cars, and we're going to go to X place, walk in, because please, 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 don't go to the drive-thru and order three different things and then I, get... I've got six separate orders. I want to kill you now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you don't even have to have ever worked fast food to know that's just a douche move. Please walk inside the restaurant. Yeah. I mean... And don't be that guy. If everybody's throwing in and we're all going to Order to order on one ticket and we'll split the cost. Don't be that guy that orders the twelve dollar order and throws in five bucks. Well, and and another thing, also prescient to the idea of gaming is, uh, don't be the guy like if there isn't any food that's going to be provided, don't be the guy that brings food for himself. 
Don't be that guy. Like I've been a at least not guy. without at least not without talking and clearing no, it first. Yeah, don't don't show up with a medium sized pizza, sit there and eat it in front of the game group. That's a good way for your character to die. That that is signaling death. That's a good way for you to die. That's true. Roll to yeah. hit, backstab, extra three d six damage. Steal the pizza. Exactly. <laughs> I loot your corpse for pepperonis. <laughs> <laughs> pepperonis acquired. <laughs> But I mean, that's the thing about it is, is that food is going to be a pressing thing. We're looking at games running on average around three to four hours. That's ain't nobody going to sit there and not eat something. You're dealing with nerds, especially if even you just have a group agreement of you bring snack, bring your own snack. You don't want your own face hole. Yeah. I, I fucking love Adams. The first time I started gaming with him, all right, Burger King had just gotten the, the their version of the McNugget, the, the Burger King Nuggets. Okay. And they sell them 10 for a dollar. Hell yeah. And he'd show up with $30 worth of nuggets. Holy shit. Can you know. How many, how many people does that actually feed? Uh, six angry nerds over a six-hour period. I'd like one okay. giant bag full of just nuggets, please. <laughs> but you know, he uh. twenty twenty dollars worth of nuggets would be two hundred nuggets. Yeah, what? And I want to know how long it took him to make it. At Burger, can they get that order in and go? Oh shit! Drop another. Damn. Who? I, I've never worked at Burger King. I don't know if they have. I'm certain they have some sort of keeping. Chicken heated rack. I can't imagine it being 200 nuggets deep, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's the kind of thing you actually have to call ahead. Oh, that's that's a wonderful thing to do. There's nothing wrong with, oh, my gaming party of seven people, eight people, because, oh, somebody has to bring their kid because the host's kid is still there just in the other room playing Nintendo. Yeah. Uh there's nothing wrong with calling ahead. Hey, uh, can you seat this many people or make this many pizzas or whatever you're doing? Like, generally, if you're going to order pizza, anything up to about like four or five, you don't really need to call ahead. If you're ordering those sheet pizzas that are the size of a dining room table, you should probably call ahead. If you're going to order into the double digits of pizza, Call ahead. Generally, food in the double digits is a call ahead courtesy. No oh, man, there's. I'm never going to forget the night that I did my tour of duty. In my tour of duty, I was stationed at the Sonic uh, Warfields mm-hmm. in the year of our Lord 2000, <laughs> and uh, I was running the kitchen and car hopping because I had people calling in and. My manager hated to see me helping the kitchen on the skates, but I'd do it. And we had a night, a Friday night, and apparently there was a concert in town, so half the crew called out. So it was one cook, two managers working in the front, and my little ass running back and forth all over the goddamn place. Mm-hmm. When two school buses pull up. Just stab out the tires. Football teams. Yep. That happens. 25 double meat, double cheeseburgers each bus 
on top of the regular shift. I still have flashbacks to this day. <laughs> Every time you see a school bus drive by with a bunch of kids it. in shoulder pads, oh god! <laughs> Crashes car. <laughs> Seriously, be kind to the people on the other side of the counter. I mean, we can, yeah. all, we can they, all be decent folks. They never you know? did anything to you. The most they did was ask you if you wanted to supersize it. Or maybe fuck up your order once or twice, but they're not doing it on purpose. They're just dumbass teenagers. Yeah. I love our dumbass teenage Very listeners. Much. Don't think I'm hating on you specifically. Yeah, but you can't work really well. You ain't been there long enough. We love you anyways, but you gotta admit that. We've all been We've dumbass We've all been teenagers. there. Yeah. And uh, I guess the last thing on this list of pre-generated topics is dreaded logistics of a game night. Yeah, that when depends. the fuck are you gonna run this bitch? That depends on the, the the demographic of the people that you're with. Like, if you have a group of people that are employed, that work jobs, that have shifts, then you have one thing. But if you're all in college, like college was easier to work around. Even right. in college work around, you're still in high school. Even then, half this podcast hasn't applied to you, but. <laughs> Like, if you're in college, it's easier to do. But once you get to, our, you know, my age and everything, where you have a job and that comes first. Yep. Then oh. you got to plan around that. And don't, don't be upset when someone can't make it. And you're going to get to the age where you just kind of have to deal with it. When I worked corrections, I worked four days on, four days off. Mm -hmm. With that group of friends, we all had four days on, four days off. This was amazing. Game night two. Every other week, it was great. Until, you know, six years down the road, and some people got tired of being COs, and some people got better jobs, and some people got worse jobs, and now somebody's got a Monday through Friday 9 to 5, and the other guy's stuck working at a convenience store, whatever hours the manager fucking tells him to, and then the other friend's still a CO, so he's on four on, four off. Mm -hmm. You deal with it. Yeah. And you generally want to schedule your game around the person with the most restrictive schedule. No. You don't go with the guy that goes, well, I can just play any old night. No. Yeah, I mean, you, you want to bank it so that you have the most players at your table for the most amount of time. Very rarely is a game spontaneous. Very rarely. I mean, you can have people on like, we should play, like you're talking about your Christmas party, but that's yeah. a rarity. Yeah. Rarely, rarely you're going to be like, Hey guys, let's play D and D. You're no. gonna get crickets. We're planning this ahead, so plan ahead. And because you're planning this ahead, you can treat it like, well, like you would a social party. Because guess what? It is social party. And besides, if you want something spontaneous, that's what free RPG day is for. And that's what Diablo is for. That's true. That's true. But, like, I'm talking just for, like, tabletop RPGs. Like, you want to just walk in, sit down to a game, play it, and go? That's free RPG day. That's a shop game. Yeah. Seriously. Exactly. Any any time I've ever had a pickup, I got nothing to do. My game night is canceled. Now, admittedly, this is when I lived in Houston. Uh, there was nothing like, oh, game night's canceled? Okay, fine, I'm going to take a two-hour drive to go cross town because that was the good, friendly local gaming store. Yeah. Houston traffic. Love you guys. Great city. <sighs> Still takes forever to get from point A to point B. But 
drive my ass to, to Fat Ogre, best damn comic shop, game shop in one that I've ever been to. Sit around for 20 minutes and find a pickup game. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's due. Yeah, it's, it's... Yeah. But when you're running a home game and when you're running an arc, you've got to plan it. You've got to plan around people's schedules because you'll, you'll come to learn that the people you have in the game, you're going to get comfortable with them, you're going to like them, and you're going to miss them when they're not there. Them. So you yeah. got to plan around to make sure they're there because you can't just have... If, if you don't have people showing up, you don't have a game. So you can't just throw it together at any old time. You're going to want to develop them. You mean my game of sock pocket puppets doesn't count? Sock puppets? <laughs> puppets. Puckets. Is, she takes is, a hockey puck and rips it halfway in half with her bare hands and starts operating it like a mouth. Hey, this is why wolf? she's the fucking Nobody barbarian goes to your game. here. Nobody goes to your game. She's like dice obelisks and freaky puckets. Good God, I don't care what you serve there. Nobody's going to watch you rip a phone book in half with your face. I mean, you sure, sure, that? sure, you could make it in the circus, but we're talking about nerd hobbies. Come on, puckets, kill me with a hammer. She's got one of those too. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't doubt she does it. She fucking has it for crafting puckets. Lots of times I like to sew things on for my pocket collection. I have a hammer and I make little divots where the eyes are. Womp womp. <laughs> And then I go down to the local orphanage and do children's shows and give them nightmares. Way to go. Thank you for being charitable. Puckets. Tell you one thing, that's one letter away from what I'd say if the opportunity ever arose. Fuck it. Pop it. But, but what Pop about it? Mrs. Pucket? <laughs> Mrs. Pucket's a whore and you could shut your mouth. I saw her. Her mouth is big enough. She ate tons of dice. <laughs> oh god, my ribs hurt now. Uh, it doesn't help that you always go wonka 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 when you try to make them talk. It's not Charlie Brown. <laughs> that kid in the mall will never be the same. Because <laughs> he was normal before I saw him. He was a kid in the mall. He wasn't normal, but I mean puckets. <laughs> There's only so many horrors you can give a, ch- a child before they have an existential crisis. A googly-eyed puck that's cut in half that speaks in monotone waka wakas doesn't do anybody any favors. He just wanted to know where his parents were. You didn't help. <sighs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but no, but I mean... I'm dead now. This is what it feels like to have asthma. I need somebody to cast you keep raise dead. in the puck dust. You get puck lung. Been working in the puck mines. Got to get them googly eyes. Mama won't be happy unless all her puckets have googly eyes. You stop now. No. I will throw something at you. Not in the state you're in. I'm pretty safe. You'll chuck something that'll hit the floor and I'll laugh. That's what's going to happen. You test me, sir. Yeah. Uh, you failed, pocket master. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your pocket wizardry has no effect on me. Yes, fireball. Pocket. Well, as lovely as this radio is, maybe we should 
Uh, oh, we have can just breathe for a whole hot second. <laughs> I'm trying to kill you. I didn't appreciate that. I'm going to brand mittens. that. Anyway, so scheduling. Obviously, we didn't get off topic and it doesn't have to be edited at all. If <laughs> <sighs> you make it oh, funny enough, they will take it out. You're scheduling sucks. Scheduling does suck, and it but it's a necessity. As older gamers, it really sucks. But you know what? It's the suck we have to deal with. Yeah, because we still love the hobby. Especially since we have certain friends that just pumpkin at X time. We all know those friends. Oh, yeah. Everyone else is like, I can stay up until midnight, one, uh, later if you give me like a monster or a Red Bull or something. Then you have the one... Half-elf rogue that's asleep at nine o'clock. Hands down, I'm done. Yep. Yeah. And the worst part is, he's the one that has the has the overnight job. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And has two days off a week that are in the middle of the week, not the weekends like the rest of the grown-ups anymore. Mm-hmm. And somehow still is the one that falls asleep at nine o'clock. Yeah, I don't know how that fucking anomaly ever happens, but it's like, so, uh, are we just gonna tuck him in or something, or what's going Generally on speaking, yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll tuck him in with a blanket, put a cat on him. You <sighs> say, just put him in a snuggie. He'll be fine. Wake up in time for Christmas. Get up, open Damn your you gifts. There you go. <laughs> You all love me. And I know I can make you laugh if you're pursuing me, so. But yeah. no. I mean, getting older as a gamer has its bad bad things about it. But it certainly has its good things, too. Because it you really know what? Does. Having your own house to keep your books in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Being able to drink <laughs> alcohol legally and go and buy your own booze when you're like, I don't like the shit you got at your house. Bring in my own stuff. I'm taking it home, too. <laughs> That's the trippy. Take it home when you're done. You won't start. Now, if you're sick of the game and you don't want to be with the people anymore, guess what? Jingling, bitch. <laughs> I got my own car keys. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh. Oh, cars are freedom. They really are. Well, yeah. and we have to think about it is, is that no matter what the gaming group is, especially if it's older and especially all that, it, it also is easier maneuvering the game in and of itself. And if you have newer young players into them, all of this is great. They're all doing their roles, everything else like that. But at least with older gamers, you can maneuver it better. You're in more comfortable settings. You have better times to end it. Home games tend to be the thing you want to do if you're an older gamer. And you know what? And you tend to have a personality by the time you're older, we hope. Puckets aren't personalities, stop it. <laughs> and you you can have manage... not met Mrs. Pucket yet, you cannot say that. And burn you. you can manage to actually... She likes to wear sparkly lipstick, don't judge her. Yeah, well, nail polish isn't really lipstick and puckets aren't really friends, so you can shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and you can have more mature topics show up can in your we? game. You can. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> you sure? I don't know if that's, that's something I've seen. By judging from our podcast, I'd argue otherwise, I'm sir. in the 30s, and I still hear people talk about boobs, so I don't... 
Yes. But you can actually... At least I know what they are. <laughs> I was gonna say, you aren't fantasizing of how pillowy they might be? You can have a convers- You can have a game that goes into the darker subjects, that can tread on more mature subject matter. Yeah. You can actually deal with the death of Mrs. Puckett. <laughs> yes. No! But no, you can also you'll get out of tropes. You'll get out of we're in a lolla fantasy land, blah blah blah. Happy yeah. and even lucky. You actually get into the you can what happens when you things. go into a town with slavery? What happens when, you know, mm-hmm. the poor revolt? What happens when you know deep when actual- Wesley Crusher falls into the bush and has to be sentenced to death. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> Yeah. Slavery, racism, romantic entanglement. These are things that you can do as mature gamers in your home game that you're never going to do in a shop game. There's a million and one conversations that I could not have had as a character in a shop game. Like, I don't know, that one time there was a whore that was trying to buy sir, uh, to, to sell services to the party members. You can't just you can't just have that in a in a shop game and be like, okay, Sally the slut looks at all of y'all and no. There's gonna be certain rules and, you know, shop games that you have to uphold. And one of them is is it's a place where anybody can go, even ignorant little children. I don't hate little children. Yeah. But I don't think a child's gonna walk in and hear and now Sally the slut makes a roll for stamina. And and no. Yeah. If you are ever trying to play Fatal Inside your friendly local gaming store, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you're doing it wrong. Get help. Yeah. Which, you know, your lo- friendly local gaming store is good for some things because some of them actually do have specifically youth role-playing groups. Yeah, it sounds I, I, wonderful. Like, you know? I know our local shop, I think they charge like $7 a head or something. And it's essentially $7 for three hours of babysitting where the kids get to play a game, learn how to interact with each other, do simple math, read, you know, comprehensive reading, because those books aren't, you know, hop on pop level, and they get a slice of pizza and a can of pop. How do you beat that? What babysitter can you get for $7 for three hours? Plus, you're you're slowly grooming them into, you know, Nerd nerds. Them. I don't know jack about kids, but I think that counts as child abuse if you brainwash them. It's not a bra- abuse if they act- actively want to go to it every week. Yeah, but you bring puckets. I'm going to keep going back to that. It gets a giggle. I mean, if I'm going to tank back but to the the kids judge. like the puckets because they, they got googly eyes. Did. They do have googly eyes. Everybody loves googly eyes. But no, yeah, I, I can and see the that. The kids I don't can have also just go, wah, 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 I'm it's eating my pizza. Man. Man, there's reasons I don't have kids. My daughter. Uh-huh. She went with me to our friendly local game store and she begged for the My Little Pony RPG core book. So I swear one of these days down the road, I think I'm going to have to run probably Pony Finder rather than the My Little Pony game. 
but for her, her little friend down the street, and probably invite Candace and the wife to sit down at the table to be the uh, rails on this railroad. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. that's, you know, that's going to go off of well, and that, like that's another thing is that there are shop games that are youth oriented. I know our local friendly, well, bunny quotes friendly. What the fuck gaming store has a youth gaming game, and it, yeah. they'll run that. It's like what a young adventures or some Whatever sad bullshit think, title like that. I'm pretty sure that it's every Wednesday night for like two to three hours because let's face it, you're not going to hold the kids' attention for that long. Not like you can an adult, mm-hmm. and. It, you have to bring in some of the iconic things, especially it's like, ooh, I got a spell. Because I've been standing there when the parents are coming and picking the kids up, and you are hearing the kids going out the door, mouths running, mile a minute. And I'm just hearing, and I went up behind it, and I snuck, and then I stabbed him, and then, and then the mage, and he did this weird thing, and it's called shocking grasp, and it means that I have to go up and touch him, and I... These kids are going on because they're excited about this because it's all that shit that we used to run around in our backyards and smack shit with sticks imagining we're doing all of a sudden learning now. I learn more about you every day. What are role playing games if not letting your cowboys and Indians, cops and robbers, G.I. Joe with rules? Yeah, we did that as kids. And it works better with rules because then you don't have to go bang your dead and the other one go, no, you miss. And then you're I'm a stormtrooper. I missed. That's okay. I'm a red shirt. I died anyway. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Everyone yes. wins. Uh, I don't know. I was a kid that was taking sticks and sharpening them on the driveway so that they could be weapons while running around my backyard alone stabbing at trees. Man, how did they let you out of the kennel? <laughs> like, once don't, let, robbed, don't let him talk shit. I was the same way, except I was making my sharpened sticks into arrows. See, this, this is why my parents didn't let me go out and taught me piano. Crazy little kids like you were running around <laughs> shanking bitches up in here. Look, my street was way more dangerous than I knew. I don't know what's wrong with you people. I was a quiet kid. I should have just looked out my window and seen the horror in half size that was World War Two. How the Some kid crawling across the yard with like sticks stabbed in How did you, like, you grow up to the adult that you are without running around outside whacking what, shit with both with my sticks. kidneys? <laughs> my, I don't know. That's a real mystery. My grandmother made Fuck me a Robin Hood hat out of green leather with a hawk's feather. I was a badass. You, you think she was ever hoping that you were a target? That's no, she's getting a stick. Yeah, I don't think so. Everybody gives a stick to the dude in the feather hat. <laughs> I had Tonka trucks. Would you I sharpen cool. those too? No. A little bit. A little, bit. <laughs> a little dumpster part. I just <laughs> on the cement run up and slash someone. I mean, you never know when you're going to need to cut somebody's tire. Bob, can, Bob will build it, motherfucker. Woof. Can we kill it? Yes, we can. <laughs> no, these are the 1980s Tonka trucks. That Yeah, you... they're really sturdy. They're good for yeah. shanking. <laughs> Where are they good for no. shanking? You look, back into the dump truck, you put it down all the way, yeah. scrape on the cement, and you just roll it back and forth. You get oh. that sharp, and then you can slice an apple with it. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Apple's code for other kids. No, no, no. Hilarious side story. Is it My violent? Husband, Does it yes. you? Does nope. it have a pocket? No. Can you add a pocket? <laughs> no, stop it. No, my <laughs> husband was told that as a kid, 
that the Tonka trucks were indestructible. Yeah, because they hoped he wouldn't kill it. He's a Viking. <laughs> I love my Viking husband. You're lucky he didn't go around with a hammer screaming for lightning and smashing <laughs> shit. What are you talking about? That's why he has the beard now. No. Yeah, it's a warning sign. The state made him do it. <laughs> so anyways, he takes this as a challenge because... Quote, you can't tell me what I can and can't do. Yeah, I don't tell Vikings what to do either. <laughs> so he takes the Tonka truck. Uh-huh. This is at his grandmother's house and puts it in what the microwave. Oh, the microwave. <laughs> he puts the Tonka truck in the microwave. Uh-huh. Metal plus microwave <laughs> turns on for however long. His bitch starts sparking and flames Arking up. And- it it kills the Tonka truck and the microwave, but he did prove that you can destroy a Tonka truck. I would have laughed my ass off if it killed the microwave and the Tonka truck just, like, <laughs> rolled out like it's fucking Optimus Prime, not a scratch on it. You probably just need to replace the plastic wheels. Probably. Fucking uh, Tonka trucks are fucking indestructible. Since there are no photos from this, I can't say, but he is proud of himself to this day for having proved that Tonka trucks are indestructible. False. Uh, it's it's like the world's most malicious Mythbusters. <laughs> I'll never forget the uh, weekend. Oh no, it was a week in the summer. In the middle of the backyard, in the alley, in the middle of the alley, one of my friends. Is this one of your shanking parties? No. Oh. Death was almost involved, <laughs> on, only because things were really fun. <laughs> That's how it usually happens. Ask any yeah. frat boy. And it, it, it ends with smiles on our faces and an escort by the police officer's home, but you didn't get in any trouble. This is, That's this handy. is, this is where things are awesome. Oh, uh, best. Uh, one of the friends discovered in the back of the alley a pinball machine in two parts. Oh, see, I'm just oh so the top... A uh, tall part, and then the bottom that actually has the mechanics of it. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. None of it's functioning. It's in it's missing power supply and wires, and none of us know this because we are eight. <laughs> Twelve. You, you have an imagination. Exactly. Ping, so ping, 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 one ping, friend ping. is like, I'm going to take all the innards and I'm going to rebuild it. Uh, I'm going to build a new pinball machine or make some lights blink or something. Ah. Another friend's like, I'm taking the scoreboard because I'm going to use it to make a scoreboard for the foosball table. We're just going to have the clickers, whatever. My best friend and I, we took the shell. Okay. Okay. The bottom shell. Okay. We went back to his house, took a screwdriver to a pair of, or to two pairs of old roller blades, and we made a bobsled. Heck yeah. (laughs) Then we went to the big hill on North 6th. And rode the bobsled down the big hill. Oh, hell yeah. I think we get a cop's call, but I mean... We got four trips down the hill before the cops pulled us over and <laughs> gave us a ride that. home. No! <laughs> but it has my own car! I go store now, see? Sir, put down the sharpened stick. Oh. <laughs> fucking Lord of the Flies on the streets out here. <laughs> Mad Max Jr. <sighs> So now you know. I do. I don't know if it makes me a better person for knowing, but I do. Uh, now we need a story of destruction from you. 
He played a piano concerto wrong, and his mom slapped his poor little wrists. Oh, the poor thing. Now, I won't do the full story, but I'll tell you this much. 12-year-old me found uh, found an anarchist cookbook on the internet, and the rest is history. Half that stuff really does work. You'll get in real trouble for it, too. Fun. Which one? First one I did was a tennis ball full of match heads. Okay, that'll work. We that thing, even... that thing was amazing. Oh, those are a lot of fun. <laughs> Stupid, dangerous. Yeah, but when fun. you're when you're twelve, you don't know it's dangerous. I was lucky I didn't get the urge to squeeze it like a stress ball. <laughs> oh, this is all kind of crinkly. I wonder if. <laughs> oh look, I'm a, I'm a monk now from the mid 1960s. <laughs> I guess I hope they remember my name. Is that why you have unproved unarmed strike? Yeah, it is. It was simply because I got enough <laughs> enough enough burn marks for me to be, you know, inducted into monkhood. So uh yeah. this we, week we was everywhere. absolutely random. Yeah. But I think there was a couple things that are entertaining and at but, least one small sub part where Matt just went for comedy gold. My brain went off. Oh god, you the did switch and broke. You hurt my ribs, sir. Screw you and your pocket ways. <laughs> no, if you want to hear great, great stuff that's organized, listen to the first 30 minutes. If you made it all the way here, good night. You're beautiful, and I hope you sleep well, or, or you should probably us, take your medicine. Or tell us if you want Mrs. Pocket merchandise. <laughs> Mrs. Pocket merchandise? I, I will make this happen if enough people say yes. You know, oftentimes when people are not mentally well, it's told not to actually encourage their problems. But I mean, if it makes a dollar, you can have the crazy lady make you a googly-eyed puck. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I just want a Mrs. Puckett mug now. That's really all I want. It's just a, a mug with a picture of a, of a yeah, puck on it, like a Mrs. Pac-Man. Just chasing dots around it. Or have it where it's failing at shit. Just have it where it's like, ah, Puckett! <laughs> Uh, pot roast on fire, puck it. So, uh... Pot roast. We'll announce what we'll talk about next time somewhere in the show notes or something, because I got no clue right now. We're going to have a oh, Mrs. Puckett it's going to be Mrs. Puckett. That's all it's going to be. The origin we're, story We're going to start Puckett. the show and we're going to say, Puckett, a young, we're going to talk about something. A young, huh? upstanding puck decides to make its way into New York City and find its life. We'll Little talk about... We'll talk about feeding game night, roast dog that won't stop moving. <laughs> if you get a puck on a sock, you could just beat it. <laughs> I'm sorry. No animals no, no, no. were harmed in the recording no. of this podcast. Shut Not up, a sock man. and a crown royal bag. We need, to, a crown we, royal. Need to, we need to stay on brand here. <laughs> That's what makes her classy, folks. I mean, most people go with a sock, but she has a nightdress that just glamorizes the whole place. It's a Crown Royal bag. Limited edition, you can find Mrs. Puckett in the green. If you're really lucky, you can get the uh, historically accurate Mrs. Puckett in a chainmail bag with dice falling out. And our music was provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Intro is Faster Does It, outro is Darksea Land, and we're saying goodnight before somebody actually takes this too seriously. <laughs> no way to bail out, Brian. Damn skippy. <laughs> goodnight! Goodnight!